everybody, Sandy here from BAM Talks. Today we'll be talking a little bit about June 1984 and hopefully getting the relevant information I need to learn a little bit more and hopefully educating you guys. So hi Pally, how are you? How are you doing? You're right, Sandy. Yeah, good, thank you. So are you ready to answer some questions? Hope so. Let's let's give it. I'm a ready to learn, so let's go. <laughs> so can you just give me like a brief summary to start off with as to what happened? Okay. So for the summary and stuff, we have to go back to exactly why the Sikhs were so uh, unrest about certain things and, mm-hmm. and politically moved in a sense, right? We'll go back to that. So in 1947, uh, as we know, the British Empire was splitting up, um, giving Pakistan, Pakistan, and obviously making India, India, right? Mm-hmm. And the Sikhs were given a, an option between choosing between Pakistan and India. So at the time, Nehru and Gandhi himself mm-hmm. had made some promises to the Sikhs um, these promises are out there, obviously, on, on certain uh, web pages and stuff. Yeah. And the Sikhs then decide to stay with India. Um, and from that onwards is where those promises are kind of broken. Okay. Um, so from 1947, we've got to remember, from 1947 all the way till 84, and even till this day, to be honest with you, um, yeah. there's certain things that haven't been implemented that were promised by the Congress government. So, for example, when 47 happened, Punjab starts to lose certain states, um, Punjabi-speaking states, and they get divided and made into own states. Mm-hmm. It loses Chandigarh. Yeah. It loses certain rivers and waters. Um, one is actually diverted to Rajasthan until this day. Okay. Um, and as we know, Punjab is the land of the five rivers, right? Yeah. So, the farmers who produce a lot of grain for India, a lot of food, um, they're getting underpaid, and the value for grain is is basically less. They're not getting they're not getting paid what what they should be for grain. Um, and the electricity board is taken over by central government. Instead of being state government, it's been taken over by central government. Okay. Um, so this is just a few things that have happened um, over from forty seven all the way down to eighty four predominantly. Okay. And then in nineteen seventy three, an ultimate resolution is agreed. Now, in this resolution, there's a few things. Um, and this, again, I, I, I tell people to go have a look at it. It's out there on, on, on the internet, if you search deep enough. And so this resolution is then handed over so that the governments have talks. Yeah? yeah? And it's also been sabotaged a few times. So they're having discussions and they're not having agree- they're not The agreements are obviously there. They're not really working towards what the another resolution wants to occur and, and happen. And then in 1982, uh, very famous Sant, um, who was the street Akartak Jasadar, he decides that obviously enough is enough of the talking mm-hmm. and we're going to start a series of um, peaceful protests across India, um, or one majority Punjab. Um, it was basically Punjab. And then he starts off what's called a Taram Yud Murcha. And over the next two years, between 82 and 84, 200 Sikhs are killed in these uh, peaceful protests. Okay. So prior to this, there's been incidents before this as well um, with the, the, the Nirankadis, they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Sikhs were killed in there as well. Um, but yeah, 200 Sikhs are killed and thousands arrested countless there's countless um, witness accounts and stuff like that mm-hmm. 
Santa Chelsea Castle Pindrawale, which we must remember when we go into the tour, he was arrested twice, also released twice. And the last time he was arrested was in 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, and then between 1981 and 1982, he's released. And a respectful journalist, and I'm going to quote this. Yeah. Goldie Nair wrote, when the agitation began nearly two years ago, it was led by reasonable men asking for reasonable settlement of reasonable demands. And at least three times there were uh, prospects of agreements at a negotiation table, but each time the Prime Minister Indira Gandhi sabotaged the agreement. Okay. Um, same time, just before 84 as well, a lot of Indians from that era would remember that Indira Gandhi had declared a Manchester state mm-hmm. um, in the 1970s, I believe. And this has a big factor to play with it. A lot of people at the time said that she was losing votes. Yeah. Um, and my thing is the theory is that, again, obviously, I think India had a Pakistan war as well. Um, yeah. So there's a few little niggles and stuff with the government and whatnot. Yeah. So then we're going to move on to obviously the count of what the Indian government say. Yeah. Now, a few months prior to June itself, June the 1st, the CRPF, which is a branch of a police force for the army mm-hmm. and the border force securities, have basically come upon Amritsar and Punjab and they've been ordered to take over. And again, this is from eyewitness accounts. Uh, yeah. But the, the, the Indian government actually state that they have put them in there um, because of the unrest and the, the movement. And so they're there they're sitting in Amritsar. And the Indian Army moves in on the June the 1st. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Indian Army and the government, they fired upon um, Sri Darbar Sahib, Sri Humanda Sahib, as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, well known to everybody else as the Golden Temple, but mm-hmm. I'm going to refer to it as a name that it should be referred to. Mm-hmm. That the army assaulted Sri Humanda Sahib on the June the 4th. And they suggesting that they were there to arrest or take Sant Janasi uh, Pindrawali because that's where he's based. Obviously, he is the city of Jatadar and the Jatadar is, is basically based at Akal Takht. Um, till this day, the next one, I don't even know his name, with you, but the one that's in charge right now, he's, um, he's based at Sri Akal Takht. And they state that only a few hundred were killed, approximately around about four to five hundred were killed. Um, some killed, obviously, cross-firing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also said that the they the soldiers they praised the soldiers that they had shown great restraint not to shoot at Sri Harmandasab itself. Um, so they praising the soldiers. At the same time, uh, they also praising General Bra praises the Sikhs, or the 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 quote unquote militant Sikhs is what he says mm-hmm. um, that they fought so bravely. They were outnumbered, they were outgunned, but they fought so bravely. Um, but at the same time, he's obviously still saying that my soldiers did so fantastically well. They, they, you know, they showed great restraint. We, we tried to keep the cannon fire away from Sri Humanda Saab. Um, we didn't try to actually shoot. And at the same time, um, they've, there's no media coverage at this point. Okay, yeah. in Punjab, we've got to remember one thing, that they, the media are banned. Yeah. Um, and so, and they also state that they had put some call, uh, call outs. And the reason why I'm looking back is because you've got the government statement and the army statement, mm-hmm. and then you've got thousands of thousands of people that were actually there. And yeah. we're going to obviously work our way through that, which is is deep. It's deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go into the eyewitness accounts. 
um, and other sources of information. So this is where it comes really into effect. Yeah. And we're going to see some British involvement in this as well. Um, So there's evidence that suggests, and this came out in 2014, I remember an article in in, um, the newspapers, which I can't seem to find right now. Very suspicious that I can't find it right now. Um, But I remember this myself, that Indra Gandhi had ordered a a complex, a replica complex to be built of Sri Hamanda Saab, 80 kilometers away from um, Delhi. And that she had sent 200 commando forces to train there. Um, And this is, again, so we're looking at eight months prior. So probably what, December, November time, maybe a bit before that. Um, And this is 1983. She then, three months prior to this as well, um, and it's stated again, that the Sikh regiment and the Punjab regiments are ordered to restation outside of Punjab. So the Sikh regiment itself was based in UP and uh, the Punjab regiments across Gujarat and Maharashtra. So predominantly anyone that's very Sikh in the army is getting pushed out um, and their they're, they're post, instead of being in Punjab, where it was originally, yeah. three or four months prior, they've been told to move. My Fufal was actually in the army at this time as well. He's a commander himself. So he's part of the Punjab uh, regiment, I think 83, it's flat of that. Uh, I can't remember, but he was definitely part of the Punjab regiment. He was a commander himself. He's he he fought against Pakistan in Kargil War. Yeah. Um, he got shot as well. And he remembers himself, when me and him had a discussion uh, not too long ago, that his army, his, his battalion, sorry, was based, got all of a sudden got moved three, four months prior to June um, outside of Punjab. So that's his account as well. Um, ja- between January and February 1984, the British government is asked by Indira Gandhi herself and obviously the foreign officials from her office um, that if the British government could aid in a plan to extract a militant leader from Sri Hamanda Saab. So obviously we know at the time the British were aware about what was going on. Um, so it was the world. There was obviously some stuff in the newspapers. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a, a misguidance in the newspapers as well. Not everything's been told. So... If you go to that era of newspapers, you will see a lot of it suggests militant leader. Um, some of it words are used, obviously, terrorists, even till this day. Yeah. Um, there's, there's still use a terrorist. Mm-hmm. So the British government at the time are Tories. It's Margaret Thatcher's government. Mm-hmm. They then agreed to send um, a, S, uh, a SAD officer, who is basically an officer of the SAS, yeah. special elite group. And um, that officer, in a series of letters, which you can find in the National Archives, mm-hmm. um, is then sent to India, who constructs a basic plan to extract San Pindrali, yeah? Mm-hmm. The British government, in their last letter in March, um, the, the embassy from here is talking to the embassy from India, and they're basically, in that letter, which is, again, on the National Archives, mm-hmm. states that they believe that Indira Gandhi is going to follow this plan. So mm-hmm. she was going to go in there and extract San Pindrali because they suggestedly wanted him to get arrested, Yeah. Um, and so we're at this point now where prior to the attack itself, okay, mm-hmm. she's they've seeked advice from the British government, yeah. and all these documents came out in 2014. I don't know if you remember, Sandy, but there yeah. was a, a uproar from the British, um, British seats, yeah. Mm-hmm. And David Cameron was in charge, and he said that he was going to do an inquiry into it. Yeah. But at the same time they did inquiry, they also stated that a lot of, more than half the documents have gone to the Secrecy Act. Yeah. 
um, and they couldn't release all the information. Yeah. But the only information they did release was that there was an extraction plan. Yeah. Um, so now we're in June, and just before June, sorry, and the CRFP are outside. They're, they're there. They're there. Um, they're Mm-hmm. General Sinha was asked by Indira Gandhi himself. He was a decorated general of the Indian Army. He was actually up for promotion at this time as well. If you look at his files, he's up for promotion. So he's asked by Indira Gandhi to carry an attack, an assault on Hamanda Saab. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And he advises her that this isn't the best plan because it will cause communal uproar. Yeah. Um, and he declines her offer. Okay. If you look more into his file, which I looked at a couple of days ago, it's quite interesting because the minute he declines the offer, um, his his basic promotion is it's basically gone down a little bit with the Indian government, and he states it in videos. There's some videos on YouTube. So then General Brown and General Verdia has been asked to carry that out the assault, obviously with promises that if they do the assault in a in in a, in a good manner and stuff, they they'll get higher positions. Presuming they have got higher positions right now. Yeah. Now, June 84, a lot of people think it's just Harmanda Saab, okay? Mm-hmm. But 36 other Godwaras around Punjab are surrounded by the army as well at the same time. Yeah. So when we're going to go, go into the attack right now, mm-hmm. um, at the same time that attack placed at Harmanda Saab, the same exact time these attacks are placed across a whole of Punjab, but across a Godwari. Yeah. Again, the journalists are banned from, from Punjab, and this is Concretely, I think the last journalist, the journalist put something out on the June the 1st. Yeah. Um, and then June the 2nd, there's no more journalists. Telephone lines are cut, etc. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. So the Indian Army also stated by General Barra's statement that it would take them two hours to carry out the assault if needs be. Mm-hmm. And that in two hours, they would have the Sikhs on their knees. This is his words. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that General Barra comes from a Sikh family. Yeah. Um, so this is his 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 uh, his statement. It's quite interesting, quite interesting to be fair from General Barad. Um And obviously, as the Indian state say, it's a security threat to have any journalists there. Mm-hmm. So, exactly on June the second, the, the the journalists are taken away. So now we're going to go day by day mm-hmm. from June the first. Eyewitness accounts: the CRFP and the Border Force Security, and at this time the journalists were still there on June the first. Yeah. Maybe a few journalists, the ones that haven't been ushered out. Mm-hmm. A, a barrage of bullets start flying at 12.30pm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking 10 minutes prior to this time right now, Sandy. So 12.30pm, shots are getting fired from CRFP. Mm-hmm. And this don't stop until 8pm on June the 1st. So again, Indian government states that they fired upon Hamanda Saab at, on the 4th. Yeah. But eyewitnesses and a few journalists that were still there at this time mm-hmm. have stated, no, actually, it was June the 1st that started firing. Okay. So we'll, we'll go into it and see what was going on. No pre-warning was given mm-hmm. that the firing was going to start. No one was told to leave from under sub, etc. And there's obviously a curfew. A lot of people know there was a curfew involved at this time as well. But this curfew wasn't really strict at the time. Um, and... But when this firing started, eyewitnesses say that the curfew was imposed there and then, that no one was to go in and no one was to come out. Mm-hmm. So at this time, we then go into June the 1st. No return fire is being given back. 
and when the head of the SGPC asks some things that why are you not firing back? He's at Hamundasab right now, yeah? The things replied that Sanjanel Sanji Bindrawale had given him strict orders not to fire back unless the Indian army evades Hamundasab. Okay. So unless they come inside, we're not firing back. Yeah. And, and, and a famous quote, I remember from a long time ago, a famous quote, he says that until the, if the paras jump out, the paratroopers jump out of their planes, mm-hmm. until their boots are landed on the ground of Sri Hamundasab, we are not firing upon them. Yeah. The minute their boots land on Hamundasab, yeah. we'll fire upon them. And as you know, as a Sikh, to yeah. have your jutnia, your shoes in yeah. um, a Godwala is very disrespectful to Sikhs, yeah? yeah? So we go on to June the 2nd, um, and obviously a curfew's already been imposed. Now, this curfew's uplifted on June the 2nd. Mm-hmm. And I witnessed to say that thousands upon thousands travel to the bar sub. So eight Sikhs have been killed on, the, on June the 1st. Mm-hmm. And on June the 2nd, she makes a statement. And her statement, quote unquote, if I read here, I appeal, don't shed blood, shed hatred. That's her statement for the Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. However, she's ordered 10,000 soldiers plus to go into Majab and thousands of soldiers sitting outside of Sri Hamandasab mm-hmm. right now. She knows that what she's ordered it herself. Yeah. It's come out of her, you know, her orders. Now the third of June, yeah, in the early hours in the morning, a thirty-six hour curfew is imposed. Mm-hmm. So the people that have stayed there for Sigurjan Devji and mm-hmm. to commemorate, they're all trapped. They can't leave. Mm-hmm. No one can go inside, no one can go outside. Yeah. And right now. Where they estimate there's a few hundred people, yeah. me and you both know when it comes to these, uh, you know, Gurpobs or Shahidi dates or anything, yeah. there's a lot of people at the Godwari, even the UK, there's, there's tons of thousands. So, eyewitnesses, accounts, and reports from eyewitnesses say that it was, there was thousands. They can't even count how many people were in mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. And these are, we've got to remember, these are civilians, yeah, they're not part of Santa General Sinji. As um, yeah. they're not part of him. They've not got the guns, yeah, or the weapons. They are Matari Singhs, of course they are. Yeah, there's some that are not Matari, but these are just Sikh civilians that have come to the Sri Hamandasab at the time. Yeah. So Gandhi makes another statement, and she's stating that she wants peace. Mm-hmm. She wants peace, yeah, and at the same time. The telephone lines are cut from Hamandasab. So people that are making phone calls outside between June the first and June the third now realize that we can't make phone calls. Mm-hmm. Everything's been cut out. June the fourth, like the Indian Army states, mm-hmm. they start a full-on attack on Sri Hamandasab. Mm-hmm. We're talking gunfire. We're talking shells, full flow. Um, they're bombarding, and this starts at four a.m. Now four a.m. for Amritai Singh mm-hmm. or a call. It's a very important time because that's when they do their prayers, morning prayers. Yeah. So at this time, I can only imagine that the Sangat had probably congregated. Yeah, the civilians have probably congregated and they're doing their prayers. Yeah. I can only imagine that this would have happened because yeah. this is a norm in any, in, in, yeah. in any Sikh household. And so the shelling starts. So the shelling starts as a helicopter is above Hamandasab and there's gunfiring, a lot of gunfiring. And I, eyewitnesses, it's like, it's like a nightmare. Like, mm-hmm. there's a student there at the time, and she's saying that it's un- unbearable. You can't imagine it. 
mm-hmm. how 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 it was you know how it was occurring. Um, so this continues. It's a twenty-four hour cycle. Mm-hmm. We've got to remember that they stated it would take them two hours to get into the bar sub. Mm-hmm. On the fifth of June, after Indian armies are taking severe losses as well, there's a famous story I'll go through with you in a minute. There was um, his name ended up Shahid by Raj Singh. But his name was Raj something before. He was a Hindu um, soldier. Mm-hmm. And eyewitness accounts state, and even army um, soldiers in the end, later on in the years. Yeah. Raj Singh goes in into Hamanda Sab, right? Mm-hmm. This is between the fourth and the fifth. Okay. He's going into Hamanda Sab with his gun and he's firing, firing. All of a sudden, he turns around and shoots back at his, uh, his, his soldiers. His comrades that he's been fighting with, his brothers, that they go into for some reason something twists him and now he's shooting back he was then later rena- renamed as Shaheed by Raj Singh yeah. so whatever caught onto his head or his soul we don't yeah. know maybe seeing that image of I don't know I can probably quite comprehend right if, if I was standing there right now watching this holy shrine which is known in the whole of India the whole yeah. of the world getting um Tank kind of fire pelted at it and so forth, and rocket launches at it. You know, there's, there's gunfire everywhere. So, 5th of June, 13 tanks enter Sri Hamandasab with the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And the fighting is continuing until 10 pm at night. Yeah, this is again eyewitness accounts. Mm-hmm. Tanks are firing at Sri Hamandasab and Sri Akal Dakht. And eyewitnesses say that they could see. The Guru Granth Sahib just ripped in pieces, just flying in the air of Gurbani. Now, me and you both know how sacred the Guru Granth Sahib is to the Sikhs. Yeah. So, just thinking about that for a second, there's thousands of people saying this. That's what we've got to remember. There's yeah. thousands of people saying this against the Indian Army account, the Army uh, and the State account. Yeah. There's witnesses that are saying it. It's not just one witness, because if it was one witness, we would say, okay, but it's one yeah. versus soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. These are civilians that are not a part of no movement. Yeah. They've just come to do prayers. Yeah. And they're saying they can see the Gurasa Maharaj ripped up in pieces. They can see flying pieces everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. And the cannons start firing at Sri Akal Doctor as well. And on June the 6th, is when they concentrate their firing at Syria Gardak. Now, Syria Gardak is important to us as Sikhs because it's a political sovereignty. Mm-hmm. It was created by Sri Guru Hargobind Sahib. And when it was created, it was created at an angle from Sri Hamanda um, Sahib. If you look at photos, you'll see the angle. Okay. Yeah. And the throne was significantly higher than the one at Delhi because the Mughal Empire at the time yeah. um, was saying that they were the ones in control. Okay. But see, Hargobind uh, uh, Sahib, he basically made it higher to show that Sikhs are not state, we're not politicalized by any government. In a sense, the government don't control us. The only thing that can control is obviously our actions and obviously from God, yeah. Okay. And that we know that we follow the Guru Hamsaji Maharaj, and that's how we follow it in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's a sovereignty for us that we're not governed, yeah, by any tyrants or oppressors, okay. and that we always refer to a lot of things when it comes to political. Mm-hmm. We we tend to go to Surya Gardakht for our political agreements and stuff like that. Okay. So this is where they concentrate at 4.40 a.m. They're concentrating their full tank uh, cannon fire at Surya um, Gardakht. And 
an eyewitness suggests that Surya Gardot looked like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. So, again, from the photos that I've seen, it, it looks like a haunted house, to be fair. It looks even worse. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine, to, to be fair, like, at that time, standing there watching that, mm-hmm. or, you know, in the crossfire of it. And you know what? We've got to, we've got to think that this is a severe attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a joke. They've brought tanks in, yeah? And again, with the tanks, there's another, there's another Sakia story. Mm-hmm. Um, and this comes from eyewitnesses again. There was one tank that went towards uh, Baba Deet Singh's Godwara. Yeah. Baba Deet Singhji was a great Shaheed, yeah? a great um, martyr of, of uh, Sikhi, one that is known to have fought with his head off his neck. Yeah, mm-hmm. his body continued fighting, fighting across with, with obviously the Mughal Empire. Mm-hmm. That tank, for all of a sudden, stops at Baba Deet Singhji's Godwara. Mm-hmm. It loses all control. They can't switch the engine back on. Mm-hmm. It's not firing nothing. For some reason, it stops. Mm-hmm. At that point, the tanks can't get any further across. And again, they don't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, General Bra states that the, the Sikhs fought so bravely um, that everything they were throwing at them, even the, the first plan didn't work, they throw another plan at them. Yeah. They throw another plan at them. And this is his quote the militant Sikhs. So he's defining, he's already defining between the Sikhs that are not fighting and the Sikhs that are fighting against, um, against the Indian army. So again, he states from um, General Bra that a group of soldiers managed to get into Syria Gardakht, uh, around about 20 30 um, soldiers. And he, again, he obviously, as we know, he states that the, they fought till the very uh, last man, yeah, the Sikhs did. Yeah. And I think General Verdil was the one that said, Wow, if I had three battalions of these, 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 so, these, these men, yeah, I'd take over Pakistan within hours. And we've got to remember that India and Pakistan just had a war with, um, yeah, with, uh, well, with each other, right? So, Surya Gardak is reduced to rubbles. Mm-hmm. Rubbles, and the people that are in there, they're, 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 they've died, yeah? There's bodies flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. June the 7th is when, officially, they gain full control. There's still a few things out and about, sniper rifles and stuff like that, or according to Indian Army, there's still a few that are shooting upon snipers and still in um, under, underground, in a yeah. sense. But majority of the control is now in the Indian Army. Yeah. Now, when we go back to it, when we do ask the question, and I've asked this question before, is the head of the, the Sikh library, yeah, and witnesses state that the Sikh library was, put on, was, was on fire on the 7th of June. Okay. It basically was put on fire. That's what they suggest. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, Pilgrims that have obviously gathered, yeah, have been told to that there will, there will be no harm done to them if they leave um, from where they're hiding. Yeah. Okay. Now, India's account to this, or Indian Army account, sorry, for my apologies, mm-hmm. India's Army's account is that the Sikh library had caught on fire um, in the crossfire, mm-hmm. and they state it happened a few days before, mm-hmm. between when the kind of fire was happening, but. Eyewitnesses and the the library's head himself says no. Yeah. It happened on June the seventh, and I can recall it happened June the seventh because I'm panicking because he said there was twenty thousand plus um, artifacts and stuff of, of burnt um, 
they also say that that, that gold goes missing yeah. from the library, which is a very interesting fact, to be fair, that gold went missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when those civilians are told to come out and they've been told, look, you won't get no harm done to you, etc. Okay. Eyewitnesses then say that a lot of the Sikh men was tied with their turbans and with their hands behind their back with their turbans. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm wearing a Damala today. Mm-hmm. Anyone puts a hand on a Sikh man's turban, it's, it's yeah. a major disrespect. Major disrespect. Mm-hmm. But these, these soldiers have, have tied their hands, those, those people's hands, with their turbans. Okay? Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're throwing poisonous gases at them, so tear gases at the same time. These guys are coming out, there, the dorms coming out of the restrooms, coming out of the toilets, wherever they've hidden, and grenades are getting thrown at them. There's, a, 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 again, referring to another a, a woman who's a, a, a witness. She says, this, but there's countless statements that I've gone through, um, that women were raped. Mm-hmm. Women were raped and that babies were thrown into the air, man. Mm-hmm. And it goes down to the fact that, again, you lot of the Indian army and the Indian government have put a very short statement of exactly, exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. A very short report. Um, but the, but the, the civilians that weren't even part of the Taramiyod Mocha, they weren't even part of Santa Jalazini soldiers. Yeah. They're stating that you guys attacked us after. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an interesting quote from the Indian foreign secretary on June the 7th on a radio station. His name is M.M.K. Wali, yeah? And he states that we have broken the backs of the Sikhs and we will get them elsewhere. So that's an interesting quote. That's not me saying it. Again, that's his statement. Um, So anyone that's saying, you know, I'm giving a detailed report. This report is probably more detailed the fact that there's thousands of eyewitnesses. Yeah. There's obviously right now video campaigns as you can see on social media of these witnesses stating those facts yeah so we're going to june the 8th mm-hmm. medics are threatened at this time there's actually a famous medic his name is christian something and um he states that he's been threatened and so is other medics not to treat any of the pilgrims right not just mm-hmm. not the, the the so-called militants that were fighting okay yeah. but the pilgrims that were on site in their hospitals or on in Hamanda Saab. Yeah. At the same time, like I've, we went before, the Sikh regiment and the Punjab regiments mm-hmm. that were stationed outside of Punjab, mm-hmm. some information has leaked towards them. Okay. okay. And these soldiers start to revolt against the Indian army. Okay. They start to make their ways, and we're looking at 5,000 plus the number of states. Yeah. That you've got soldiers traveling from uh, UP, okay, Uttar Pradesh is called, if I get that right, I do apologize if I haven't, uh, Gujarat and Maharashtra, okay. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Punjab is covered by a lot of the Indian Army, yeah? yeah? Not those regiments, but other regiments that have come from different states, okay? Mm-hmm. And we've got to understand that the Sikh regiment itself, I don't know about till this day, but I do know with, with what my um, uncle told me, Mm-hmm. That they swear to protect the Guru Granth Sahib Maharaj first. Yeah. Then they swear to protect the Indian state. Okay. 
And these are the same soldiers that have fought against Pakistan. Yeah. The same soldiers that went up the hills and fought against them. Yeah. So they protected India countless times as well, right? Yeah. But these soldiers find out about what's going on in Hamanda Saab. Mm-hmm. So they start going towards, and it's 5,000 plus. Mm-hmm. The army around Punjab and around the states get into battles against the revolting Sikhs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're outnumbered. Mm-hmm. So they outgunned as well, because I can imagine they probably just left with their one bundook with their ammo and just they're just trying to go off with their gun, right? Yeah. And these these battles have happened on the roads towards Punjab. Yeah. So these are obviously the GT roads that are going up, like the motorways yeah. we call, right? Yeah. So it's mad because the, the government itself does not admit the revolt until later on. Yeah. So they're saying no, no, no. There's not, there's not been no revolts or anything like that. You know, they've not, they're not, they're not, um, they're not revolting against us. They, they just, there's nothing. You got the information wrong. But a mm-hmm. couple of weeks later online, if you look, if you look deep enough, mm-hmm. there are quotes suggest that yes, they did, um, but the army tackled the situation. Yeah. So again, the army's given praise for tackling these, yeah. uh, s- these Sikhs that are going against the Indian state apparently. Mm-hmm. 9th of June. There's protests in Delhi and other states, okay? But Delhi's a massive one where we know a lot of Sikhs live down in Delhi. Yeah. Um, the government orders shooting on the protesters. Mm-hmm. Supposedly it probably was getting violent, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, from I went to say that they were peaceful. They were just up with banners. But they get shot upon. Mm-hmm. And now, anyone that has survived... Um, in Hamandasab at the same time mm-hmm. and I'd say when I say survived I'm talking about su- survivors that weren't shot yeah. at point back range the civilians are talking about not the Sings yeah. that fought the civilians themselves um, anyone that was sh- not shot or didn't get blasted by the grenades are now arrested underneath terrorist acts yeah. okay and these lot are the, so the survivors that are telling the story after yeah. And you've got to think, they were put in prison for years to come. Mm. So June the 10th, 10th of June, the last of the fight and sing, there's about four left. And there's a, there's a godwara called uh, Jasa Singh Allu Ali's Bunga Godwara. Yeah. And I've been there myself, to be fair. I went there last year. Um, these things are, are fighting still with the army. Yeah. They're still not giving up. They're still, there's only four of them. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you'd think any normal man would say you know what I'm just going to give up because the destruction look they've, they've ripped us to pieces but in their head they're still defending the honour yeah. of the Guru Ghazali Maharaj and then eventually they're, they're taken out eventually they're taken out and they use tactics like burning chilli powder um, and throwing it into the, the basements to try and come uh, get them out of there um, and now Salid Hamanda Saab is fully, fully under the occupation of uh, the army, okay, mm-hmm. the Indian army, and it's not given back to the SGPC or to any pol- political group or anyone until mm-hmm. October the 1st. Mm-hmm. So in total, Indian army states that it took them a few days to get uh, total control, but in total, from eyewitnesses, from the journalists that were there on the first, but then 
got told you get arrested yeah. if you don't leave. And they had to leave Punjab as well. Punjab was in total blackout. Yeah. So no one knew what was going on in Punjab apart from people that were living there. Yeah. Okay, it took him 10 days. Yeah, General Bilal stated that it would take him two hours for the seats to kneel, uh, to be on their knees. But that, that little quote from um, the Indian Foreign Secretary is very interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. And this summary is based on, like I said, the Indian Army, their summary, and the Indian government at the time. Mm-hmm. And then the eyewitnesses. Um, and this information is obviously out there on a lot of websites. Yeah. Now, obviously, when we got this conversation, like we were saying before, um, I found it very hard at the beginning to try to get this information. I had to look very deep yeah. to get this information. Yeah. Um, anyone puts in 984 on Google and please try it yourselves, you will see the word terrorists, uh, militants, mm-hmm. um, uh, separatists. Yeah. Um, these words pop out straight away, and this is from articles of obviously British articles as well, as well as Indian articles. Mm-hmm. So you have to look a bit deeper than anything. And I think with any research, you have to look a bit deeper. So yeah. Yeah. it's quite interesting. And you know, it took them ten days. They stated it took them a few days. Yeah. They stated they fired on the fourth, but eyewitnesses they started on the first. Yeah. Um, they're not admitting the revolt of the Sikh soldiers until a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and, and, I, and the, like I said, the funny thing is that I'm, I would say I'm blessed and not blessed at the same time, but my own uncle, my father himself, he's, um, he was actually part of the Punjab regiment himself. So he remembers when they were based and told a few months prior to leave Punjab. So, yeah, that's a little summary for, for, for everyone, really. Yeah, that's really helpful. I mean, like, I always find that I don't feel like I know enough. Yeah. Well, yep. it's interesting just to have that knowledge. I feel like that is yep. important for us to have. Uh, one question I did have for you is kind of when and how did you come to learn about all of this? Um, so personally for me, I was tasked with um, something when I was about 13, 14 in school. Mm-hmm. Um, part of my GCSEs, um, sort of, I was tasked by my English teacher to come up with a hero, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad was um, sort of brought up in that era. He was quite young then. Yeah, but he's seen some of it. Yeah, and um, we've got a photo of some Janasi in my in my house. Yeah, at this time I'm not really into my faith. So um, as everybody else, uh, see families, your mum that tell you go to Godora, pray. You know, mm-hmm. Baba gonna give you everything if you pray there. Um, I was just into playing my sports stuff like that. But when this task came onto it, mm-hmm. I sorted of a presentation, mm-hmm. and I wanted something that was out there. Because even at the time that I wasn't fully, even right now I'm on a path, yeah, everyone's on a yeah. path, that's what I believe. Yeah. So even though I hadn't taken the path, I was probably on the beginning of my path then. Yeah. Um, I decided to have a little look at 84. Mm-hmm. And I found out some information on my own accord. Yeah. And then later on when I when I turned 18 is when I decided a few months after my 18th birthday I was going to grow my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of start this path fully um, and go into myself and that's when I start researching a lot more into it Um, and during those years you have the Rajwana movement yeah Mm -hmm. I pledge orange movement Mm -hmm. you have um, um, I think it's is it Bakul Surat Singh I forgot his name now I apologise but the the one that was on hunger strike um, I think he's still to hunger strike to the day but they force fed him I believe Um, there's a lot of movements happening at the same time so I take more keen interest into it. Yeah. And then 
a lot of this stuff obviously new as well. Yeah. Uh, but then when we decided, when you decided to obviously go on BAM Talks and put the the the, the poll up, a lot of people said yes. Yeah. Is when I went okay. If we're gonna do this talk, I'm gonna go back with facts and what I knew when I was 18, 19. Yeah. Um. So I looked into myself. No one really came to me and said, "Oh, Paddy, this is what's happening. You need yeah. to get on it, etc." Yeah. Um. I went into myself and like I said, I the information that I found again, this information, I <laughs> found it a lot easier when I was eighteen. Yeah. Uh, to go on to Google and type it, but the minute I type in, um. Janelle Sinji Bindrale or Janelle Sinji Bindrale or Sam Janelle Sinji Bindrale or 84 or anything. Mm-hmm. The first thing I always see, and you have to go through pages of it, man. There's pages of pages. Yeah. It's just terrorists, separatists, and and it's one side. It's one side. Even to this day, it's, it's, today, like as in a couple of days ago, like I was saying, it, it's yeah. bad, man. Like you can't get hold of permission. And a lot of it right now is on um, a lot of sites, which I'll mention after yeah. people can have a look at themselves okay so do you feel as if um you now mm-hmm. get kind of judged at all like they would have in 84 so for being militant uh, i you know what this is an interesting question um it's interesting because when i started officially on my little path of growing my hair and, and looking at securely a bit more mm-hmm. um when I started talking about E4 and the knowledge I had on it with just normal people that seek faith, I'm talking about people from our same faith, yeah? Yeah. They'd hold me as an extremist. Yeah. Um, you've got extreme views. Yeah. Um, and say that I'm a separatist. Yeah. The thing is, at no no point was mentioned um, by Santaji until the actual day of the attack or the day before the attack that if, you probably heard the word Khalistan. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Yeah. And it's meant to be the land of Sikhs, yeah? Or the, the Sikh homeland, okay? That's what they call it. Or this day and age call it that. Yeah. Now, the word Khalistan was actually not even mentioned on a recording that I've gone through until the day prior to the attack. And that quote-unquote was from Janelle Singh And he said that if the Indian army decide to attack Ramanda's club, yeah. then the foundations for Khalistan will be laid, meaning the movement for Khalistan will be laid. Till 84, all he ever fought for was the non resolution, okay? And at that point, in the non resolution, it doesn't mention a separate uh, country at all. Yeah. It mentions an independent state um, with its own government, obviously going and linking back to the central government. Mm-hmm. But it does not mention a separate... So me getting called separatists and stuff like that, you've got to imagine that. This is people that I'm trying to like, talk to about this, this situation. And they're saying, just like right now, I can say, like, with the Black Lives uh, Matter movement, mm-hmm. that there's people coming out with all lives matter. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, we know all lives matter, yeah? Mm-hmm. Everyone lives matter. Mm-hmm. We're human at the end of the day. It's humanity. Yeah. But with what's going on in America itself, it is black lives. Yeah. It, the point is, the police brutality and the system, Yeah. it is bi- biased. Yeah. Um, so... That that time I was 18, 19, people say, and you know what? I'm quite surprised, Sandy. Like, this is why, you know, when we had discussions about that, yeah. is that I've never seen this amount of social media campaign, mm-hmm. yeah, since I actually took that this path. Yeah. And, and, but when I say, when I took this path, I took 
path of Sikhi. Yeah, not 84, because I'm not on the path of 84. Yeah. I'm on the path of Sikhi itself. Yeah. And Sikhi means to learn. We are Sikhs. Yeah. If you define yourself as a Sikh, and it's to anyone, okay, the true essence of it is always learning, always evolving. Yeah. In the media, we're told that a star is someone that just has mucha or a very light trim beard. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the singers all follow it. It's the norm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Shawl across your, uh, your yeah. shoulders. That's what Sadar is. Very but, cultural. Yes, very cultural, yeah. right? Yeah. But you go back 40 years. Yeah. And a Sadar look like this. Yeah. This image right now. Yeah. Full Dari. Yeah. Bagdamala, etc. Okay. Yeah. Um, so your question that do I see that people do judge it? Of course they do. Yeah, because the, the the media comes out that way, you know. We, yeah. how many people would have known that this actually issue from Punjab stated from 1947? It weren't just yeah. 1982 to 94, 1984. Yeah. It came from 1947. That's why our ancestors, our great yeah. uh, granddads, were so um, the words and it's a normal conversation. They were so pissed off. Yeah, you know I mean, they were losing a lot. Um, so yeah, I I do. I didn't use say that someone's a bit extreme and a bit militant. We have we can't forget that the Khalsa itself was created yeah. by Sri Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Okay. And the Khalsa is what we refer to when it goes into English is a military organization of mm -hmm. God. Okay. Yeah. We're not governed by any um government in a sense. Yeah. We are governed by Surya Kartakht, yeah, but we are governed by Surya Guru Mahal. That's the most, the one that govern, governs yeah. us in a sense. So I'm not a Matari, but I'm case study, right? So I yeah. keep my case. Yeah. But anyone that's a Matari, they are part of the Khalsa. Yeah. So are we saying that they're militants because they're following their religion? Yeah. Because it's very easy to come out of extremists. Yeah. And this is my argument now, right? It was okay when the Sikhs were fighting the Mughal Empire. Yeah. Yeah? They were fighting the Mughal Empire and everybody's like, oh yeah, the Sikhs, they were brutal fighters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was even okay when the Sikhs were fighting the British Empire. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, with George Lee and stuff, as you know, the statistics show that Sikhs lost a lot of lives yeah. in both of these areas, right? Mm -hmm. But the minute a Sikh talks about the genocide that happened, the massacre that happened, not yeah. only in Hamunda Saab, yeah. but across Punjab. And then we're talking, if we even go further, October 31st, right? They're terrorists. Yeah. They're extremists. Yeah. They're militants. Yeah. But prior to that, we weren't militants. Yeah. Were we not extremists then? Were we not terrorists then? Some of the questions our followers had for you was, um, do you think we should be learning more about 1984? I know I've touched on it a little bit, but what, what do yeah. you think? Definitely. Definitely. If we if we sit there um, and we learn about a lot of people do about what the British Empire did in India, okay? Yeah. And if we sit there as Sikhs and learn about what the Mughal Empire did in India yeah. and how the Sikhs uproared against them, yeah. then on that same principle, we need to learn about 84. Yeah. Because right. 84 wasn't the only operation. Yeah. There was... Um, so you have Operation Blue Star, which is yeah. June, okay? Yeah. You then have Operation Woodrose, yeah. which is another operation. It goes into the 90s, that does. Yeah. You have Operation Black Thunder, which is 1988, which uh, Hamasov gets attacked again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And this is where the Indian were like, look, we, we attacked it, but we didn't cause no damage and that structural damage and stuff like that. You have Operation Black Thunder 2, yeah. which is another uh, operation. When, I, when someone asks me, do we need to learn about it? Well, if we're learning about other genocides yeah. and how justice has not been bought, then yeah. 100%. Just look at the facts. That's what I'm saying. Look yeah. at, I'm, I'm telling people, look at what the Indian government says, yeah. what the Indian army have said during the attack, and mm-hmm. then look at the eyewitness accounts that have come yeah. out. Yeah. You know, they've, they've come out and they've stated a little, once a little bit, I'd say totally different to what, what the Indian government states. What would you say to fellow Indians who believe the Sikhs were the terrorists? So, this is a thing that, as part of the people that say you're extremist, yeah. um, in the past I've got asked before, yeah? So, I'm just going to pull out a little quote. Well, not a quote, what the reference of a, ter- a terrorist is. Yeah. Just through Google, yeah, terrorism. Mm-hmm. The unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. So we know, facts on facts, that Janelle Sanjeev Bindrawale starts the peaceful protests mm-hmm. in 1982. Mm-hmm. Okay? 200 Sikhs are killed. Mm-hmm but no um, police officers injured or stuff like that or shot upon mm-hmm. from the Sikhs on these protests, okay? Yeah. Right? Thousands arrested, yeah, at these peaceful protests. Prior to this, there's been unrest already in, from 1947. Yeah. I'm just giving, obviously, the evidence behind it, okay? Now, according to that, that suggests that he or his followers would have to do a lot to the civilians yeah. in Punjab at a time or across India to call it a terrorism act. Okay? There's no proof that suggests that. Yeah. Okay? He was arrested twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah? From the Indian government. He was released twice from the Indian government. He was arrested in 1981. Okay? So if you've arrested a person that you believe that is a terrorist, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about June here, not after June, we're talking about June and prior to this. Yeah. Why would you release him, Sandy? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. So you have him in your hands twice here, right? But you release him twice, yeah. okay? And that definition there is against un, um, civilians, right? So then I ask the question, who's the real terrorist? Yeah. Was it, is it the state government that then sends the Indian army into the, the uh, Hamandasab with 10,000 soldiers, mm-hmm. which uplift the curfews and allow civilians to go in? Yeah. Is it a state government from what civilians are saying? Yeah. You shot upon us. You threw grenades at us. Mm-hmm. We wasn't even part of it. You know, yeah. we were there to pray, right? Yeah. You, you killed babies. Mm-hmm. You raped women. Mm-hmm. Or is it, a couple of hundred Sikhs, right, that were preaching about Sikhi, yeah, mm-hmm. and and telling people that look, this this announcement of evolution that this that the the civilians have agreed upon, mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, we've tried so many negotiation tactics with the government, and they're not listening, right? And so you know we're gonna try this peaceful protest thing, and we're gonna start protesting in, in the state, okay? A very one thing that I missed out on Sunday was that on June the 3rd is when the uh, 
Akali Dal at the time, which was a political party. Yeah. As a last resort, they stopped the grain going into India. So the food oil supply stopped. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is there, is that why June the 4th they started attacking? Because yeah. the trucks weren't leaving Punjab. Do you know what I mean? So let's, let's try to believe people are actually there. Yeah. Um, and the same matter, I just recently showed, I don't know if you saw a video on my Instagram, the Boston police was caught with a truck full of uh, bricks. I don't know if you saw that yeah, in their pickup yeah. truck, right? Yeah. Brand new bricks. They've got gloves on. Yeah. Later on, it's known that the cars have been smashed around those area with bricks. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. This is at the same time the riots are occurring in Boston. Yeah. Okay. Because the Black Lives Movement, right? Yeah. Evidence adds up to suggest that something's not right there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, I don't think it would have been the protesters. Yeah. Why is a police officer, two police officers got a pickup truck full of bricks? Yeah. Prior to the, the, the riot that occurs in that state or that, that area of Boston. Yeah. yeah. This is why I say, if you sit there and you believe everything that's fed to you, which is fine, that's how you see things. And, and if, you, if you look at it this way, then of course, you're going to look at it all. Yeah, Sikhs, the Sikhs were bad in this yeah. thing. I think but definitely it's important to note that, like, everybody who like, we're talking to today, like, has their own mind. Like, you have, yes. you have the ability to look at things, research. Like, at the end of the yep. day, we have our phones in our hands all the time. All we time. can look for that information and we can make our own judgment. So I get what you're saying. Like, don't always believe what you see. Kind of do, that's do it. That's it. And, and that's the thing. You know, the fact is that you know, right now, this day and age, we've got to remember that we've got video, um, you know, video technology on our phones, right? Yeah. We can record stuff. Yeah. At that time, we didn't really have that. Um, yeah. Any video cameras were obviously in journalists' hands. Yeah. Any photographs were taken were after, prior to this. There weren't mobile phones that you could just switch up and start recording. Yeah. If there was, yeah, I imagine it'd be a different story. It'd be different. This yeah. is something that I've come up on my own accord, yeah? And I've just used witness accounts. Um, and I've made my own mind up that yeah. actually what actually happened. Because it's interesting to me, because I'm a Sikh. And yeah. I need to know about this. Um, so to them, question is, who was a real terrorist? Yeah. Yeah? Was it the thousands and thousands of Indian army that invaded the war stub and killed civilians as well? Because there's proof they killed civilians. Mm-hmm. And not hundreds, we're talking, not the 400 they accounted for. We're talking yeah. about thousands here. Yeah. Or was it the Sikhs that were actually asking for some reasonable demands? Yeah. That the, the state didn't want to give them. You know what I mean? So it's up to, it's up to people to make the judgment. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely something to leave people with a bit of like food for thought and just like have a think of like by yourself. But yeah, thank definitely. you so much like for that chat. Like I found it really, really eye opening. No and problem. No definitely something that I wanted to learn more about and yeah. just to like our followers I know this isn't the typical type of video we try and do but it's just like I said it's just Pally's opinions and what he's yeah. learned and just me asking a couple of questions and trying to learn a little bit more about it thank you so much Pally I'll speak no to problem. you soon okay? no problem Sandy see you yeah. later okay